0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 30, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Much of the same as yesterday. Why is that? Because the market was basically flat on the day. There's a little bit of a sell-off going on just by a few points in the after hours we have. And we'll talk about this first. Why not? Microsoft reported earnings. They took a dipsy doodle in the aftermarket and then they popped right back up. That's what happens in an uptrending situation. Google, on the other hand, and you're getting a sneak peek at some numbers of importance. Google, on the other hand, did the work before the closing bell. On the other hand, is selling off. They're down about 6 bucks in the after hours session. How's AMD doing in the after hour session? They're down about 6 or 5 or 4 or 5 bucks. They're bouncing all around has no indication of where it's going to be by 9:30 a.m. on Wednesday. Let's get back to the basics. We start with the S&P daily chart. She's still extended, a little bit far from home base, doesn't mean she can't go higher. We've got The tech earnings this week. We have Kabuki Theater. The FOMC announcement culminates tomorrow afternoon. We do have some canaries in the coal mine. We'll get to those later. But there isn't much of a takeaway in terms of, is Mrs. Market telling us anything different than she told us yesterday? And the answer is no, because the market was flat FL at. Remember, we do have an on-time type of situation today. We also have an on-time type of situation this week with all that stuff culminating, by the way, by the by, with the phony jobs number on Friday morning. It's like a cherry on top of a volatility cream pie. Expect some movement between tomorrow afternoon and Friday. Notwithstanding the plethora, and you know how I love that word, plethora of earnings coming out. Let me interject something from the automagical swing trading algo system, also known as the lazy swing trader. We bought city, it bought city at 48.97, first exit 52.85, second exit 55.04 today and still going. Lazy swing trader algo inside the numbers. It was turnaround Tuesday. We've got the numbers. We had the upside if they decided to rally. They didn't really do that. They just kind of ran a test of yesterday's high. What we did have was an area we were willing buyers at at 489.15. They didn't get there either. They basically stayed in the middle of nowhere today. Very tight range. As I make this video, they're kind of headed there in the after hours. They're not there yet, but they're headed in that direction. What you can do, and I urge you to do so, is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. The market was very quiet. It was certainly not a trader's tape. And we're waiting on, the air quotes come up, waiting on the Fed. And there's not much you can do, when the market is quiet from a trading perspective. Low volume, low participation doesn't make for a trader's tape. It just is what it is. What about stocks on the move? How did we fare there? There was activity with stocks on the move. We have something for everybody. We'll take a look at UPS, Whirlpool, Schlumberger, General Motors was a short trade, and Danahert did not hit its number, took off in the other direction before the open, so it's a wiped off the board type of situation. P.S. 145.56. They came into it, they bounced around, they finally did the deal later in the morning or into the early afternoon session. So therefore, it's a base hit. In the book, the numbers work is the takeaway along with the profit opportunity. About Whirlpool, there's your zone in Whirlpool, 111.56 to 110.52. They came into both of them, ripped it back up in the other direction, gave you the deal in the second five-minute candle. The high was already at 113.16. If you painted by the numbers, your average is 111. They gave you over two bucks on Whirlpool, well more than the minimum required base hit. And what we do know also is base hits put you in where? The Hall of Fame. But Schlumberger, now this one was interesting, also known as Schlumberger. So it opened below the first number, first numbers off the board. It was hovering at the opening bell around the second number and around the opening bell within a minute or so of the opening bell. I said to the traders in the live room, hey, you know what? This is a little bit higher risk because they're hovering at the number 48.72 around the open, I'm favoring 47.90. So what happened was traders put an order in at 47.90 in the live room, and what happened, they got an immediate rip-roaring rocket ride back in the other direction for a quick scalp with potential. They came back to run a test at the same place and rallied back, obviously, by the end of the day, as you see on the chart. But that was a nice quick profit, a lot of participants in the live room in Schlumberger. Even if you bought the first number and the second number painted by the numbers, they still gave you the same deal anyway, just not as much of it. How are we doing? How are we doing in GM today? We had a short trade opportunity in GM at 38.73. They hit the numbers, spiked it by a few pennies, pulled it back in the other direction, provided the stand up double, base hit, rounding first, whatever you want to call it, opportunity. Base hits put you in where? The Hall of Fame. And by the way, did I mention before? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They had what's called in the trading parlance as an inside day to yesterday. Yesterday was a big breakup candle. Today was a narrow ranging trading day inside of yesterday. Therefore, there's nothing new. There's no negative. There's no positive. It's just an inside day above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend You can use yesterday's low, which is the last breakup candle low in the sequence as a bogey along with that 20 period moving average for a opportunity on the downside should they close below that stuff that's where they're going to go is to the downside it will open the door effectively down to the gap over here maybe into the 50 period moving average if they give up yesterday's low is that possible after tomorrow anything is possible they could melt upward in a blow off type of situation S&P can blow up 100 handles after the Fed after tech earnings all that stuff non-farm phony payrolls all that stuff they can absolutely blow up or they can pull the rug out we don't know we're not going to guess we're going to take an opportunity provided to us based on what mrs market is doing taking away the variable risk of guessing at it when you guess at the market you do not have a 50 50 chance you have a lot less than a 50 50 chance that's just the way it works you as an individual are going to guess wrong more than 50% of the time. Your emotions are causing you to lean one way, which is generally wrong. What about the folks down at the transportation department? A little bit of a dipsy doodle today, down 1%. So we had relative weakness here. We had relative weakness in Camp IWM, which is, by the way, my favorite market-leading indicator. The transports are number two, but they are the number one canary in the coal mine So we're going to keep an eye on it and we're going to keep an eye on the last breakup candle low in the sequence. The low here is 15,647. And if they close below that and the 20 period moving average, there's a gap below, but that's going to open the door for lower stuff yet. The flip side is as long as they stay above this breakup candle low, then they're building energy in a bullish, flaggish, pullbackish type of formation to not only test the former highs that were made over here, but surpass the former highs. The longer they eat time off the clock underneath those former highs, the higher they will go through those former highs from mid to late December. What about the Q people above all the moving averages? You know, the jingle they're eating time off the clock running sideways back and forth. There's no change, no new information provided for the Q people. Again, a lot's going to hinge on the reaction to the stuff from Kabuki Theater. When is the Fed going to lower interest rates? Are they going to prolong things? Are they going to do it sooner than later? What does that really mean? We mishmash the information. We parse the words. If they're going to cut sooner than later, that's negative for the economy. Oh no, let's do this. Does that mean the market goes up? Does that mean the market goes down? We'll tell you after the fact. The shenanigans rhetoric is not, and I repeat, not helpful to the overall analysis from a technical perspective. Put that on a sticky note. What about the financials? Continued in a melt-up operation? Tomorrow happens to be an on-time type of situation? Inside, a fractal of an on-time week type of situation. Doesn't feel like the market's going to come down. I'm giving you the information. Doesn't guarantee it's going to work. What I'm telling you is it's an on-time type of situation on a daily chart. It's an on-time type of situation on a weekly time frame. So guess what? It's in an on-time type of situation. If they blow through it and they're melting up, then the next likely place will be all the way up at $40.80, $0.85. That's on a continued melt-up operation where the S&P's up 100 handles, all that stuff. If they give a rug pull, a tug on the rug, as they say, well, then the XLF may come back down toward, doesn't even have to get there, toward the 20-period moving average in the spirit of coming back to run a test closer to home base. Smash mouth down 1% today. Again, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend, but what is she doing? She's eating time off the clock after a move lower, so this technically is a bearish flag type of situation down here. Might need a little more time to bake in the oven. However, it is a proxy for the tech space, if nothing else. Waning volume on the way down. That's not necessarily a bearish thing. It's more of a consolidating type of situation. Let's take a look at something. Speaking of Fed, interest rates, What's a very interest rate-sensitive sector? Well, it's the utility sector for sure. Why is that? Because they're capital-intensive businesses. They borrow a lot of money to build plant, for plant and equipment. When the cost of debt rises, utilities' profits sink. There's a direct correlation. Unless a particular utility has a very limited amount of debt, then it's less impacted. But look at this, below all the moving averages, trend is your friend finding resistance, beating on, but can't get through the 100-period moving average. So you think about this for a second and you say, well, wait a minute. If the sentiment is that rates are going to go lower, that should be good for utilities, right? Well, in theory, you're right. Then why are they struggling? Maybe the big picture is this is a bunch of nonsense. Below all the moving averages on the weekly chart as well, maybe... Just maybe this is a bounce and a downtrend and the big picture is rates over the longer term are not going lower, maybe for a trade or two, but the XLU, the utility sector, may be indicating that rates are actually going to go higher over the longer term. That's why this is struggling. It's a theory. And here's the monthly chart, but one worth watching. Now on the monthly chart, if you recapture these moving averages, then things will change. But here, you could see a down-sloping 20. They could cross over, not saying they are or will yet, but they can cross over if this continues struggling over the 50. That would put more downward pressure on the utility sector from a longer-term monthly chart perspective. Conversely, for a second, let's take a look at the real estate select sector spider fund, XLRE. And what you have here in a weekly chart is a very interesting Pattern Type of situation developing You have Not necessarily an on time type situation But you're getting close You have a big time breakup candle low The low This is just a chart lesson 101 The low is at 372 Or 3772 pardon me Now if you hold that low Or they hold that low And start up This pattern slingshots you over The 200 period moving average Up to around 41.50 to 42 bucks Running a test to this high over here from January 30 of 2023, and that would seem to indicate the opposite of what the utility sector is saying about interest rates, if anything, because real estate is also interest rate-sensitive, especially the commercial space as it relates to rolling over debt interest rate-sensitive with a rising interest rate environment. What's the flip side? You give up this breakup candle low, you get below these moving averages that are converging, and there's trouble in paradise in the real estate space. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.